0: the craft beer cast i'm josh that's jeff
1: hey guys this is jeff hey that's the well yeah what's
2: going on everybody
1: all welcome the wells. to another
0: edition not of even just part beer of us
1: that's all the wells yep. all, all the wells are here oh, we can start yeah
0: if you notice chris is not here is who, he'll, who? Be, he'll be back one day maybe. one day maybe he might be here before i leave yeah. I'm starting to think that maybe Chris and I are not the same, or the same person because it's
1: like Michael I never and, see
0: Chris when I'm here. It's like it's Michael like, and Janet Jackson. Well, it's not. like the Olsen twins. There's really
2: only one of them. They just move back, and move back <laughs>
1: really fast. <laughs> I love that bit.
0: It's always so great. Oh God, well, there's no no way in segueing in into this one at all. No, there isn't. But I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, how stuff works. I actually really like this site and their podcast, even though. They're kind of dry. It's still a really good... If you want to learn stuff, like, it's amazing. Quick
1: 30 no, nothing's minutes. Nothing's as dry as the uh, the fake NPR newscast on Parks and Rec. Oh, God, yeah. Up next, we're playing Jazz on Jazz. Jazz on Jazz on <laughs> Jazz.
0: <laughs> well, oh, no, they're really awful. <laughs> so the question has come up. Did, set, did Settlers really land at Plymouth Rock because they were out of beer?
1: It feels like kind of a forced... Uh, uh, a forced bit here okay how so well i mean i'm sure there were multiple reasons that they stopped at plymouth rock beer might have been one of them but was beer the only reason they stopped no it wasn't okay
0: absolutely not but but
1: but but was it a contributing factor yes it was so it's part of the overall conceit and i'm fine with that okay
0: fair point but yeah so like jeff said this is not the only reason they stopped but to me this
1: is a clickbaity headline
0: it was however fun
1: History can sometimes be fun.: Yeah, exactly. And I knew a, that they were that drunk on the friggin Mayflower, right
0: They were drinking
1: like a, crazy. A bit of, uh, but at the
0: same time too, I guess you're making that transatlantic journey for the first time, and I I mean, we're talking in the 1600s. I'd probably want to get liquored up before doing that.
1: How I, I don't off the top of my head know how long that uh, trip was anyway? I mean, weeks you're going to have yeah. to do something. Cause, well, I was listening to uh, uh, science versus. Uh, they're talking about they're talking to the dude that had been up in the space station for almost a year. Mm-hmm. He has got a so he's got like a twin brother, and they're doing all these tests on. him. But they're like one of the big things now is not just a test of can your body physically endure going to Mars because that's that's the next big thing, right? <laughs> How will you handle being in a confined a confined environment with a couple of people yeah and like i consider myself to be okay with people more so than like say you josh yeah but i'm pretty sure i'm taking a shank with me yeah oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. like i am glad that is not going to happen in my lifetime um damn yeah uh so a
0: little or a few other facts here so number one uh beer was basically an essential part of daily life on the mayflower even kids drink it hey yep but it's not like Let's beer. get Timmy out for
2: a nap. I mean, it's definitely not craft beer. It's, right. it's what they would call small beer. Yes. And but, the reason that everybody drank it was because it's been boiled.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: it's safer than water. Right. Water would kill you. Yeah, so <laughs> you didn't get dysentery.
1: <laughs> then you would die.
0: Yeah. Just like the Oregon Trail. Exactly. Uh, but, I don't know. Like I said, I thought it was interesting that that was one of the big parts of it. Because, I mean, essentially, they didn't really run out of beer they ran ran out of safe drinking yeah you got nothing to
1: drink i mean that becomes a problem not like drink like get drunk drink but i mean yeah there's nothing water
2: water wouldn't keep so they kept beer in barrels and when they ran out of beer well we don't have anything safe to drink now yeah
1: and that's not something we want to necessarily gamble on yeah
0: no not at all
1: so but but still kind of one of those like Again, it's 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 clickbait, sure, right? But it actually has enough substance behind it, yeah. That I'm okay with it,
2: yeah. And, and like on, so it's a shitty headline and kind of a... I uh, I mean, I thought the editing could have been a little bit better on this, but
0: I I thought it was fine. Wow, I mean, on page two they even cited sources. You don't
1: see that on the internet anymore. It's real, like newspaper writing stuff. Oh my yeah. gosh. So we kind Real of love. Journalism. Journalism. That's the word I was looking journalism. for. Journalism.
0: Journalism. We love beer here in America. Yeah. How much? We reportedly drink 7 billion gallons of it annually.
1: That explains
0: my waistline.
1: Uh, uh, but most of it's uh, Nick Ultra.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, of course, this is this article on Viampere does not break down what kind of beer. It's just the gallons per sum per capita. And. Based off of where <clears throat> you would expect population, why? I'm sorry. Let, let me try to rephrase this because I know what I want to say. I'm just trying to figure out how to say it. So, in other words, even though like the state of California has umpteen gajillion people in it, not everybody in the state of California drinks beer. So when yeah, because
1: the Californians drink wine.
0: Sure, sure they do. So when you look at this, like you look at states like California, kind of low on this gallons consumed per capita, so is North Carolina. South Carolina and Texas and Nebraska and some of these other places are the ones that are higher on the gallons consumed. You okay over there? You having a moment?
1: He's having a moment.
2: Yeah, I just tasted something funny.
0: (laughs) And then I figured out why. Okay, fair enough. But then when you flip this, (laughs) so you take a... Take out the, in other words, the general populace or the people, then of course, your big hitters like Colorado, California, North Carolina, some of these states Wait, that are. Wait, North states. Carolina?
1: Yeah. What the hell?
0: Yeah, that are beer states. We drink a lot of beer here? Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, huh, huh. so in other words,
0: you, you just you take the populace part of, of it out and you just look at the actual overall numbers of the states, and it's all the states you would expect where craft beer is a thing.
1: You'll be all right over there.
0: It'll be fun. Okay. Are you sure? Uh huh. Other than Florida, I'd surprised that Florida's in the green.
1: I don't know how. I don't know what beer they're drinking so much down there. It's all like uh, Last Snow and uh, Hop Gun. Oh, Hop Gun. Florida Cracker.
2: It is neat, though. I mean, they break it down both by, you know, gallons per capita and then just sheer volume.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: So
0: Because to see North Dakota show up at number three. With right. like, what so else no-
1: are you doing in North Dakota? So the number I one state
0: you. per capita of gallons is New Hampshire at 40 gallons.
1: I would love to see, like, a, a further breakout of the top three beers for each state. I mean, yeah. I'm just curious. What is New Hampshire drinking? Is it a lot of Boston
0: lager? Well, yeah, that's a good point. And what, what's amazing to me is, is when you look at life? this top 10 list, the first big state, my opinion, on here is Texas.
1: Yeah, number 10.
0: I mean, everything else, Montana, North and South Dakota, Wisconsin, Maine, Nebraska, Nevada, Vermont.
1: All places I would never want to live. Ever. But Texas, you would go there just for the barbecue. Yeah, I would move to Austin. I'm saying <laughs>
0: But then again, when you just flip it to gallons overall, number one state, California, then Texas, Florida, New York, Illinois, Pennsylvania, Ohio, North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. Michigan and Georgia. So in other words, like I said, when we, we take the per capita part out, most of these states are known for having a craft beer scene. So no big surprise.
1: Yeah. Or having big enough cities to drive up. I mean, California. Right. Yeah. Take the big craft
2: beer scene, but also a ton of people.
1: A lot of wine and spirits there.
0: And marijuana. Shut up and get out of here.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, so what what the hell is Monday night doing?
1: So we've been making this joke for a little bit because the, the new thing has become the dry hopping, the double dry hopping, if you will, because you right. can't make a good hazy IP unless you're double dry hopping. Well, I, I stumbled across this. And it really isn't a story because so it's really a press release more than anything, but... <laughs> Monday night has a new beer called Don't Call It Hot Lana. It's a quadruple dry hopped IPA. I mean, does that even Wells, does that even mean anything? It's
2: it's a marketing thing. It's like people calling it a quadruple IPA. I mean, rather than a quadruple dry hopped IPA. It's just the or you know, founder's devil dancer was a triple IPA. Or people calling him like triple Imperial Stouts. Thank God that's not really a thing. Don't it,
1: give them ideas. Triple Imperial Stout, copyright Craft Beercast, two thousand eighteen, perpetuity Hey, they're using
0: two row. <laughs> you said craft beers places weren't using two row. They're using two row. I said they're using. No, no, two everybody's row. going they're, to they're two row. They're getting six. rid of six row. Oh, damn it!
1: <laughs> damn it! You are so close. I was so close. So close. So close. I tried. I want. I wanted to prove.
0: Yeah, whatever.
1: But I mean, yeah, I mean, so it's eight and a half percent. I I don't know. I mean, like I I had a hundred twenty minute the other day, and they're labeling that as a IPA triple on Untappd now.
2: See that I can see because it's eighteen percent. Yeah,
1: but that's qu- a triple but quadruple IPA. dry hop doesn't necessarily, like that. That has
0: yeah, it's marketing. It's marketing nonsense.
1: And but, maybe it's
2: good. But the funny thing is, there's probably more like hops by volume going into that eight and a half percent beer as there is the 120 minute IPA. So wrap your head around that shit.
0: Mind blown. All right. So Wells, what what is this moral high ground that doesn't apply to So
2: the, the article headline is craft beers, moral high ground doesn't apply to its workers. And this thing has ripped through every community that I have been a part of uh, in the last little bit, everyone doing something. Because there is a, a wage issue in in craft beer. We have a, a lot of people that are very interested in coming, you know, being a part of the craft beer scene, and that glut of interest has depressed wages. Okay. So.
1: Has it but, depressed wages or have wages not increased to what people think they should be? Uh,
2: both. Yeah. Either way, it, it, it's like working in government versus in private sector, I suppose, where wages one place will be lower than whatever. But you're talking about you know microbiologists with the degrees that they're doing working for breweries. And make an X amount where they could be making a factor of X if they worked anywhere other than a brewery.
1: Well, I wonder, too, like how much a brewery owner is discounting their wages because you get to work at a brewery, arguably the dream job of 60 plus percent of the male population.
2: And. Well, and especially those that have never worked in a brewery before. True, true. It's not easy. It, it no. is truly. It is
1: truly hard work. Back
2: breaking work. I, I, I will always yeah.
1: remember. Like I, I've always had respect for the work that goes into it. But then I remember the time that we did a we did that that collab beer with Noda. It was not great. No, it wasn't. But we met with Chad, and like he had come off of I think he said like an eighteen hour day. Yep. And I mean this was before they got big and and really he had help but I mean here's the guy who's kind of almost the not the corporate face because that's Todd and Susie, but I mean like the you know for for the the, the public's face almost I mean he was the guy still yep. is, but uh, he was on all the videos and I mean he was for ride. oh yeah, absolutely. It's hard work. It's not easy. And I think a lot of people assume that. Oh, if I get it, I'm going to go work at a brewery. It's going to be great. It's You're going to be
0: sitting around drinking beer all day. Oh, I mean, it'd be great. Yeah. This is I mean, the reason why I don't homebrew anymore. Oh, what's the,
1: it's a pain in the ass. It's there and clean everything. I, I literally had that conversation with somebody earlier today. <clears throat> they were asking, oh, do you, you, know, you like beer? Do you, do you homebrew? And I'm like, no, because I don't like cleaning. Yeah. Now, if I could convince my wife to clean up because she loves cleaning. And that, that, I don't mean that to be sexist. I mean, she just <laughs> loves cleaning. I love vacuuming. Yeah, I do like that actually, mm-hmm. but but Vacuum I mean like you know if it. she was interested in, in doing all that, but she she hates it. Yeah, you know when I, the couple times that I brew, she's like, "You make such a mess. I don't yeah. like this." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's cool because for all the work and all the effort, and all the cleaning and all the uh, nonsense, like it's not worth it to me."
0: Yeah, especially like <clears throat> at least when I was doing it, I was doing it at five gallon batches, and I'm like, I'm spending this long to do five right? gallons of beer. Nah. No, maybe the, not
2: the session that I talked about in the the last show on different people coming about uh, talking about craft beer careers Uh Uh, Uh you know we were talking about this article and one way of kind of sussing a lot of these people I mean you know Ryan made at some point of he's if he sits down with an interview for a person a majority of the time he talks them out of being interested in this job. And another thing, the kind of, uh, you know, a a way of managing their sales force, I guess, is to, well, you're going to be a delivery driver for a while. Like, and that, I mean, that's a very equitable thing. They, they make, well, not make, but every new person that starts that brewery starts at a certain level. You have to, everyone does. Does, It doesn't matter like what, and you know, when I started working for old hickory, you know, Stephen wanted me to brew for a month. I want you to see what makes every single beer different before I went out and sold. I brewed, yeah, and i don't know
1: it's <clears throat> It is important, I think, to understand how the sausage is made, so to speak. yes. if you're going to go out and sell, I, I think a lot of people still have this idea that I'm going to get into beer and it's going to be the easiest job I ever had. I'm going to get to drink beer. I'm going to get cheap beer. Yeah. And yeah, I may have to work hard every once in a while. But they don't understand like, like it is
0: tough work. Well, let's to even take it a step further. So I don't remember if it's tribute or one of the one of the birdsong beers that we did, Connor was brewing our beer and then brewing. One of their own, like that's literally right, literally was double yeah. shifting with us. Yeah,
1: yeah, that, a, that had been tribute.
0: Yeah, I was like, Holy shit, dude! Like, I felt bad. Like, yeah. can we help? Like, yeah. let us do something. No, no, you cannot. <laughs> you're doing your
1: own, no, like, I'm, I'm I in our setup. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: let us do this. We, we're we chuckle headed enough, we could figure this out. Yeah, and you go do your but his name job. is still
1: on it, right? So, I mean, yeah. yeah, but it's it is it is not all shiny, happy people holding hands. I mean, it is hard, hard work.
2: And it's, and yep. it's even harder because of the camaraderie and the closeness inherent in the craft peer world that you become very intimate with everyone that you work with. Not so necessarily that, physically Well, I, I know, person. but I mean, you become very close. <laughs> I don't know everyone. what's going on in old Hickory, like a, but... Uh, well, I'll completely throw a wrench in the things with this metaphor. It, I, it becomes a family. Ew. I know, right? So, yes, come on. but it's eventually, you know, you realize, like, wow, I'm getting paid X, but, you know, the, the going market rate for this job in any other industry is different. Yeah. And so then, how do you tell, like, your father figure, mother figure, or whatever, like, hey, look, I know we're like besties and everything, but you're not paying me shit. And that's an un, but, but at, at the, the same time, Brewers or anybody that works in the craft beer industry, they're very hesitant to unionize.
1: Well, in the other yeah, ha- that's the other that, part that that
2: immediately jumped out at me is we know that we're being taken advantage of, but we'd rather <laughs> be unhappy doing this than do anything else. So,
1: the, well, so, so, the,
0: so to, sorry.
1: I was say the the flip side of that though is I think there is still the the marketplace is such that. If you're unhappy to take the salary that you're being given, I will easily find someone else who will take it. That's correct. And that is true. So, so to kind of back doesn't up, doesn't mean it's okay. That's why there's,
2: I mean, there is a fair amount of job hopping. Yeah. Um, it's true. I mean,
0: well, and I would say to, to kind of back up this whole unionization talk here. So, there is the International Brotherhood of Teamsters that represents about 5,000 brewery workers at various corporate breweries around the country, including nearly all of those that are owned by AB Bev. Here's the difference. So, at least in this article, the brewer they're mentioning made about $40,000 a year as an average salary for production manager. At AB, those same things are listed for sixty-five dollars and $105,000 a year on Glassdoor. Sure. That's a stark difference. It is, is,
2: but it's also a stark difference in terms of what your abilities are. Oh, absolutely. Because if I'm a brewer for a small craft brewery, best case scenario, I've got a 60-barrel brew house and a whole bunch of 120-barrel firms, maybe. Just... But so if something goes wrong or if I fuck up my job, the exposure, the loss is minimal. Yes. Whereas... These big brewers, if they screw up or hit the wrong button or whatever, and tank their whole thing, that's a giant loss for yeah. them. So yeah. I can see why they're getting compensated more at that level because just the
1: scale is yeah, different. it's it's not even the same. You're talking about somebody who is you know the the all star of their AAU team, comparing themselves to NBA like like it's, oh
0: god AAU I haven't heard that in ages.
1: Maybe that's eight wait that's the uh, like. That's not even, that's, a, that's the uh, like high school thing, right? No, it's in between. I don't know, whatever the like whatever your local you know basketball rec league is, and right. you're the king stud of all of that. I mean, sure, there's something there, and you might even be able to get a sponsorship, or you might even be able to you know put a slam you know do a slam dunk on uh, local access KV cable yeah. TV. Yeah, but um, pistol 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 beat. It wasn't Pistol Pete? That's P- no. It Mar- was. was it, wasn't His Pistol name Pete?
0: was Pete. Pete Silio, Pistol Pete. I know way too much about a fictional show. I didn't say well. Pistol Pete Silio.
1: Because so Pete Mar- Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. Um, that's kind of the
0: play. Indiana Pistol Pete yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm with you now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like you could be the top dog in this small pond, but that doesn't mean that you can compete with, with what's going on here. because you know as much as we all hate on macros tactics. Yeah. We all have multiple times agreed... I have massive amounts of respect for what they can do. The consistency and their abilities are... It's mind-boggling. ...are are amazing. Well, the
2: the gentleman that was on the the panel recently from Wicked Weed talked about, like, how has your life improved? And he said, well, for starters, I have a 401k. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a big difference. And, And how, you know, talked about... Different brewers Although leaving. Although
0: a real financial a- analyst would probably tell him to roll that into an IRA. but you know, Whatever hey. the case is, <laughs> he's got health insurance. Individual retirement accounts. Oh, no, no. no so, I am familiar with an IRA, IRA piece trying of to be shit. Funny.
2: And, and I know this is probably like, a, could have been told to say this, a little corporate plug, whatever. But, yeah, yeah. you know, espousing the idea of, well,
0: <laughs>
2: not only are... You know things may be a little bit better in the corporate world. We're treated a little bit better, and right, and pays a little better.
0: Benefits are better. But
2: brewers coming from other local and national Asheville-based, whatever, saying, "Hey, we think the grass is greener brewing for Wicked Weed."
0: So the question I wanted to ask, Mm -hmm. and I probably should have asked this last show, but did he? Have they? Did the question come up about what have they outsourced? I, no. Okay. I'm just curious to see no, how they. No. This, this was more. This was or? more
2: of like a personal like. Gotcha. Uh, FAQ on how to break into the craft beer okay. industry okay. and what people's
0: paths Cause, to. Because we're at that point now where they should have probably started to outsource some of those recipes. So
1: some so here's dying to know what they like did.
2: Lieutenant Dank or yeah,
0: something.
1: But but here's the thing, and this is what I always go back to when we have this conversation about private company, corporate company. Yeah. And, and Chris would have already jumped all over this. I'm oh, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Who? Exactly. So I work for a big company. My father owns his own business. Um, I get and I take four to five weeks of vacation a year. He takes zero. Yep. He's he has owned his money. own business for 35 years and he won't take. Now, some of that's because he's a workaholic. Okay. But initially he wasn't going to make money if the doors were shut. But like he doesn't know what to do with himself now because he puts everything in, you know. And so the flip side of that, though, is he gets to call his own shots. Mm -hmm. Whereas I am a cog in the machine. I'm a cog in the machine. And, And so like I looked at how he made his mark and I saw that and I decided that really isn't the path I want to go down. And so I live in the corporate world, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with living in the corporate world. Those are the choices I made. Right. That's not to say at some point that doesn't change. Right. But likewise for these brewers, there is a benefit to working for a small company. Absolutely. When you can fit your entire staff into a 25 to 30 person conference room. Yeah you know like there's something to be said for that or
2: when you can fit your whole staff into like a a passenger van and go bar hopping
1: that's right yeah meanwhile i've had i've had more people on conference calls than probably are all employed by the breweries here in charlotte yep it's a total trade-off but again i get benefits from that i get other things i mean like like it's it's not to say that one way is right and one way is wrong. You're but, you're right. But for everybody, it's a little bit different. Yeah. And for some people, they like being in a small, non-corporate environment where they can have their neck tattoos and their gauges and not have to be like, I don't mean, that sounds like I'm, I'm really beating them up. But I mean- Yeah, it does. Come on. You're right. I, I'm sorry. I, I mean, it's like-
2: what do my neck tattoos have to do with anything?
1: They haven't offended me yet. <laughs> but but I mean, you know, you can be But you can be who you can you be, be whomever you yeah. want to be without any fear of repercussion. Right. Whereas in the corporate world, even though there shouldn't be, yeah they're kind Well, of I
0: mean I I'm sure you've probably known people I've known people in the corporate world that have sleeves, but when they're in the office They wear long sleeve yeah, shirts yeah, long sleeve shirts, knows. so you could never tell and and it's one of my
1: employees has those. Yeah. And it shocked the hell out of me when she said she got one. Yeah, and I said, "Really? Yeah, cool, cool."
0: I'd never even notice. But no, Jeff is one hundred percent right. It it works for some people to be in a large corporation. It works for some people to be in a small, nimble type of an environment. It, it everybody's brains different on what works. But this is a very fascinating story about how. I mean, you almost feel a little bad for the people in the craft beer world because they're. A lot of times they're not treated equally as a big corporation, which also makes sense because let's say that I am a Chad or I am a Connor and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but AB comes knocking on the door and says, hey, we're going to buy you guys. Well, all of a sudden I got a fat ass payday. Yep. And I might be able to if I decide to move on to them, I can or I now have enough money. I could probably do my own thing. That's right. So and again, they're straight and, and,
1: and again, at that point, and, and it's it's a great it's a great analogy, Josh, because at that point you can decide. Yep. I want the corporate. I, I want the four hundred one k and the the IRA and the guaranteed vacation and I want sick days. Not being called not be on call on weekends and all that other stuff. Yeah. That's what I want. I'm going to stay with it, or I, I want to stay in the nimble, small thing, uh, this is what I'm comfortable in. And, there, and neither one is right or wrong. Yeah, absolutely not. It all is a personal choice that you're allowed to have.
2: Yep. And, you know, I'm not going to start whipping out my tax returns or anything, but I have made less funny working in craft beer than I have working in the other job that I've had outside of the craft beer industry. Like, yeah. this is, but I still do it. And I'm still happy and I'm still feeling well, and that's fortunate. The important and that's the trade-off. And yep. that's the bitch. You yep. can be immediately, like you can be in love with your job, but you cannot afford to take vacation because you don't uh-huh. have any.
0: Yep. But. Or you can despise your job, but take a month's worth of vacation. Exactly. Or
1: you can despise your job and have built yourself into so much debt you cannot leave and you're a prisoner. Yep. That's not you. that's not me, I'm just saying like <laughs> I'm gonna play. I enjoy what I do. yeah, it's a good place yeah. Mm. yeah, but maybe the other alternative is you get into like some kind of microbiology and you start looking for microplastics. yeah, have you ever heard of these microplastics? Well,
0: they're in everything.
1: are they in everything?
0: They are they're in your
1: soaps. if, if, if they're, if you're they're in my in beer,
2: soaps. it's everything. yeah, I was saying okay. they're in
0: your soaps, they're in your water, they're in your beer, they're all over the
1: place. So microplastics are very very small pieces of plastic. Yes, tiny. Obviously. Like I like, cannot like
0: see it with your eyes.
1: Like like I've heard like the uh, like we ever get the my wife every now and then will go and buy the the soap that has the little like beads in it. Yeah, the It drives me stuff. nuts. Yeah. That's micro. That's that's a plastic, yeah, right? That's yeah, that's microplastic. So, so like goes through the filters and and whatnot, and like not at that level, but like even smaller than that, like it gets into gets through the the filtration systems and gets in the water supply, right? Yep, exactly. So then what happens?
0: So then it ends up in everything else. So Great Lakes, not the brewery, but the actual Great Lakes, their water is used for drinking and for beer consumption, and it contains, as we just discussed. All, like, they did a a study on 12 different beers from different areas, all using the same water source, all five bodies of the Great Lakes, and they all contained microplastic. There's plastic in everything.
1: Yeah. So, have they done these studies anywhere else?
0: No, but they don't need to at this point. I mean, honestly.
1: Well, okay. I mean, if
0: if you're in the five Great Lakes, you're everywhere. Uh
1: Okay. Well, I mean, I like could be interested.
2: Like you know. Look. So you you should assume that there are microplastics in the Charlotte water supply.
0: Yes, one hundred percent. So
2: a, a brewery that claims to have nothing but hops, malt, water, and yeast in their beer. Uh, what are the odds of them having microplastics inside their beer as well?
0: Ninety nine point nine percent.
1: Pretty okay. high. I mean, and, it, and, and how how much
2: does this really matter? So
1: well, okay. So so time back, time. Back, so, so so there's a portion of the. Like, hey, there's stuff that goes in water, that goes to treatment plants, that goes back out into the systems. I don't know how some of that's getting out into the Great Lakes, but somehow water is getting into the Great Lakes that has this stuff in it. Right. What does that do for like, you know, like, so breweries around here or wherever your town is that you're listing in. Yeah. They're not necessarily pulling their water off the Great Lakes to make their beer. Probably not. They're most likely getting it from the the waterworks, who is probably getting it from either recycled.
0: Well, yeah, you know, I was going to say, so. or
1: if they're getting it out of a water table somewhere, yeah, that's possible too. But does the water table filter some of that out too? Like, I'd be interested to see like how pervasive this actually is.
0: Well, it, it's everywhere, but it's it's not that big. So here's the thing: when you look at this on the grand scheme of things, you are looking at tiny 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 little yeah they're talking plastic.
2: under five millimeters yeah
1: you would never buy micron
0: notice. yeah
2: exactly
1: so how much of this is being perpetuated by the new and i don't know if y'all have seen this yet but the glitter beer
0: oh yeah no i've seen it
1: i've wanted to talk At about least it they're a little bit more up front about it
0: yeah i've wanted I to mean, talk about
1: it but because i mean it's glitter beer it's edible d- glitter which is basically psh, microplastics right sure. yeah
0: it is. Not basically. It is. So yeah, folks. Plastics in everything. I mean, come on. It, it, we've gotten to the point where it's in everything. Yeah. Five millimeters in, in length. So, in other words, very So, tiny.
1: basically like your average wells.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Hey.
1: That's all the wells right there. Five millimeters in length.
0: So yeah. If you drink beer, you're drinking plastic in all likelihood. So, it's again... Just
1: gotten- the, that to that i mean and, and of course at this point like i don't know how big of a health risk this actually is granted you probably would rather not have it than to have right. it if you had the option but right. i don't i mean like how yeah. yeah i'm sure at some point we'll figure out that that's what causes cancer
0: yeah and eventually they'll figure out how to filter it out of water just like they have everything else yep. and water will become so terrible for you you might as well just drink beer because it does <laughs> nothing for you
1: as we if we've learned nothing else from the mayflower
0: Always drink beer. Plymouth Rock landed on us.
1: That's... R- Wait, no.
0: Oh, no, don't you dare play.
1: No! Ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Josh owes, owes
0: everybody a beer. <sighs> Fucking... All right, so anyways. Auto-play
1: V... So what is this crafty
0: lion... So, so lion... So, thing?
1: you've heard of lion brewing, right? No. Wells, okay. help me out here. What do they make? Okay. Uh... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Lion is the brewer, and they're trying to trademark the term craft or uh, dank. <laughs> Crafty son of a bitch. Good luck. Well, I mean, uh, Lion.
0: Now that you mention it, the name, I, like, I've seen him in a total wine, I think. And that's probably about
2: it. Yeah, it's it. from
1: like New Zealand or it's something New like Zealand's
2: that. New Zealand's largest alcohol producer. All right.
0: And yeah, you I mean, might
1: know them from things like Steinlager, Tokyo Dry, Light Ice, Ice Lager, Lion, Brown King. I don't know Kubalaga. They're trying to they're trying to trademark Dank. Yeah, because like because well like, Good cause like a description. Now, now I know this sounds crazy, but I learned something this week. Did you know that they have trademarked the smell of Play-Doh? Really? That is a trademarked who, smell. Wow. Who's they? Patel uh, or
0: whoever makes Play-Doh? They have same so time on their hands. Wow, that's crazy. I,
1: I, was, uh, I was
0: absolutely floored. Well, it's kind of like Kleenex. I mean, Kleenex slept on their trademark, and now everybody calls tissues Kleenex, period.
1: Uh, that's more like... See, to me, everybody calling tissues Kleenex is like where I come from in the Midwest. Everybody calling a carbonated beverage a Coke. Or a pop? Nope. We don't call that. No, they, no. It's a pop. No, that's not a thing. Yes, it
0: is. Alternative, maybe soda,
1: but it's a pop. Uh, Hasbro. Hasbro has trademarked Play Doh's signature scent. All right. Which, and I I have to, I'll, I'll leave it at this. You're fine. They have, oh shit, They have formally described the trademark scent as a unique scent formed through the combination of a sweet, slightly musky, vanilla-like fragrance with a slight overtones of cherry and the natural smell of a salted wheat-based dough.
0: Uh, all I smelled was <laughs> salt wheat. That's all I've ever
1: smelled with plant but whatever. Tastes good though. But if you can it trademark, if you can trademark a smell, why can't you trademark the word dank? I don't know because everybody uses it. It's dumb. Yeah. Ah. This is. uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah, we had to do this one because, holy shit. Uh, Yeah, so we might have found the ugliest beer ever made. Look at this thing.
1: I'm not convinced this is real.
0: So, this is a toasted coconut plus a frère Rocher goes.
1: So, first off, if you're going to do a toasted coconut Goza, I already have questions. I have many questions. Yeah. Like... like why? Mm-hmm. But, but like salted coconut, like I've seen that. Somebody makes one of those. Um, sh- in salted coconut. People. I mean,
2: I, yeah. that I don't know, but all Gozas should have salt. So, there's that.
1: Sure. <laughs> But, like, that plus, like, the chocolate, like, Ferrero Rocher. Like, I don't understand this at all. I'm so yeah, no, cool. I don't toasted
2: either. Toasted coconut and hazelnut candy. Yeah. Now, I had a little spot of fun the other week with uh, Old Hickory Post. We were running death by hops through the uh, centrifuge like one does. And it, <laughs> like, it, it you spits do. out at Ton of hop particulate, so I scooped up some of that and put it inside a pint glass and stuck a straw in it. Nice. Said, hey, I heard you like your IPAs hazy, and
1: you know the irony of you posting that right now is kind of pissing me off.
2: That's funny. <laughs> well, if it if it means anything to you, I i just decided to see how bad could hop sludge taste, and I took Ooh. a little fingertip. I made, it made a huge, atrocious. I made a huge mistake. Yeah, I mean, I knew Where's what I, job when you need him? I knew what I was doing, but that was.
1: But I mean, look was, at this thing. What is that? That doesn't even look like a beer. It looks like paint. It looks like somebody aerated paint.
0: Yeah, it does. Or like a really so light shake. Paint.
1: Well, it's got bubbles at the top. I mean, yeah, that's gross. Oh, that see. looks disgusting see. too. Let's see. Let see.
0: That looks super disgusting. Not
1: gonna lie. Nothing could go wrong. <laughs> That looks terrible, Wells. That's, but respect. It, I mean, it, it was a joke. No, no. I, I get the fact that that was a joke. That's a pretty terrible joke.
0: <laughs> but yeah, no. So the brewery t- that made this, what is that? Adorat? Adroit? Ad Adroit? Adroit. Adroit theory? Uh, whatever. Whatever the fuck they are. Ugliest beer we've ever made? Maybe. tasius Eight balls says chances are likely. I'm going to say no.
1: If that's your best beer, like yeah. maybe don't advertise Fresh that.
0: coconut aroma, chocolate
2: hazelnut, then salty and tart with a sweet finish. See,
1: like I don't like chocolate and tart. I'm not sure I want that. Yeah. Cuz like there was a period of time in my life where the chocolate orange was interesting to me, mm-hmm. and then I was over it. Yeah. And I want nothing to do with that anymore. This does right. not interest me. Well, like the Swizzle sticks or whatever, those are delicious. None of those uh chocolate oranges you get at Christmas time. I know you're talking about.
2: Okay,
1: Okay. what's your swizzle sticks?
2: Well, the chocolate and orange. It's like the chocolate-covered orange-flavored
0: sticks.
1: I don't. I don't understand swizzle sticks. Not
0: that important. Okay. Anyways, yeah, that monster of a thing exists, and we're gonna go take our break. We'll be back at thirty.
1: Go think about what you've done, Josh.
0: Well, it's hard yeah. it's time for buy don't buy how does that work
2: oh well we've been drinking beers this whole show uh what are we gonna recommend spending your hard-earned beer dollars on it's a thumbs up thumbs down system no half stars no nothing just would we buy this or would we not jeff what's first up
1: first beer up um the first entry into our logs for the divine barrel brewing company uh new ish entrant here in charlotte couple months yeah yeah oh. Not too terribly long. Um, This is called Zest Intention, which I was blown away that this is not used by anybody else. How nobody has used Zest Intention at this point.
0: Yeah, it's kind of surprising.
1: But um, this is a sour wit beer. And I will say, this is the clearest wit beer I think I've ever had. This last, uh, well, the the last port this, I kind of like slosh the crowler around
2: and that's what you got. Yeah. Dang.
1: So either, you know, you got the top of the keg where there's nothing in it or that's just how it is. Uh, Wells, uh, I I know you were telling me that this had, uh, so, so it's basically like a wit beer with a a couple of different types of citrus zest in it. Would you say it was like orange and, uh, grapefruit, Lime, lemon. I think that's it. Was that it? Okay, cool. Uh, five and a half percent. Um, yeah, me like you a lot.
2: Is this your pool beer, Jeff?
1: This could be my pool beer. I wonder if they would sell me a keg. This is we will find out Saturday, sir. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. We may be calling Saturday short. (laughs) Like, I know we promised, I promised I'd take it a couple of the places, but I got a keg. I got a keg. Peace out. Um, this is damn good. This is so freaking good. Um, there is, I was, I was telling Wells on break. There is a, a soft drink or a Coke, if you will, in the, um, in, the in the, in the Midwest called Ski, and uh, people who have had the Ski love the Ski, and Ski is like the New England IPA of Mountain Dews. All right, it is, so I have to ask. Beyond Ski, did you have the Squirt? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Squirt, Sundrop, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now,
0: Squirt was the New England IPA if you ask me. That thing was No. All right, maybe uh, maybe I don't remember Ski as well. No, as no,
1: you don't remember Ski.
0: Okay. Uh I mean, I, like, I remember seeing it, but Like
1: Ski on their on their uh bottles. It even says on their, um like something about like loose particulate is fruit juice or fruit pulp. Oh, wow. Like they have legit fruit pulp in their they were the juicy. The juicy carbonated beverage before it became popular. Gotcha. But their big thing was lime, orange, and lemon. Um, I freaking love ski. This is like having ski with a little bit of grapefruit, but hardly any, uh, in a beer. Man, I freaking love this beer. So, no buy. I mean, buy. Buy. Well, wants- big bye.
2: I've been good for a pint of this the last three times I've been in. Uh, getting the Crowler was a no-brainer. Glad you like it.
0: Definite buy. Josh. As a guy that normally hates sours, this is a sour I could get down on. It's not the weird, I don't know. What normally turns me off about sours, I'm not sure, but this works really, really well.
1: And it may be the Whitbeer backing on it. That could be it. You know I mean? Like, normally, sours are like a sour ale, or it's like a sour that then has fruit added to it. Like, I understand where that doesn't get... This has, like, all of the citrus punch. Yep. Without, I mean, like, it's acidic, but it's not like rut your got yeah yeah no not
2: rot at all your rot got. your gut rot your rut your got welcome
1: to show two. all right jeff what's the next rep <clears throat> next beer up uh, this is one that caught wells attention this is uh thanks to uh manside for sending the uh, some southern grist uh out of uh nashville tennessee some of their beers uh, this is contact hive a six percent New England IPA with, uh, um, it's a new England IPA breed with Eldorado citra, local wildflower, honey, mm. tangerine peel, purple haze and tangy terpenes,
2: purple haze terpenes. What, what, are, what are those? What is that? I don't know what that what is. This that beard? is. What, is this what does that mean? Taste the way it does.
1: How do you do fellow kids? <laughs>
2: Yeah, this is definitely the how do you do fellow kids beer that oh my god.
1: Yeah, so uh, is this dank? Is that what you're trying to tell me? It's pretty dank. Yeah. Um, yeah, as the kids would say. Yeah, no, uh, but I like this. I mean, you know I, I, I don't I d don't profess to have any experience with the terpenes. But um I, mean, I just I, I really like this all around. I'm gonna buy on this one. Well,
2: I don't even know what marijuana smells like, but this tastes delicious. <laughs> I'm a buy Josh.
0: <laughs> yeah, Man, I think that might be the best show title I've ever had. Uh, no, this is again. I have to rail on this. This is a good damn New England IPA
1: and they exist, but they're not all good with marijuana. So so, let me, so so here's the thing, Josh. Right, like it's this like is two double your, fuck you. It's like
2: it's this is double fisting, Josh, and he's still smiling. So so here's the
1: thing, Josh. Look at him, Mark. How a many buy. IPAs have we had on our show in in, in 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 ever? Go to go to the style pivot tab real quick. Let's let's just take a quick look. How many? And I probably don't have it. Ugh, of course I don't. Scroll down a little bit here. Uh, go back up. Four hundred and fourteen IPAs. Yeah, did you think they were all good? No, they weren't. I know they were. To that point, not all New England IPAs are good. Uh, but this one from Southern Grist, oh, man, I think it's good. Do you yeah. think it's good?
0: Yeah, no, I'll, I'm buying it. I'm just, I, I guess, I've got to let go of my hate of it at this point. Maybe.
1: I, I think it's. I think it's kind of at the no, time.
0: No, stay skeptical.
1: I'm at, cool with that. At, at the time, we looked at this as a fad that wasn't going to get legs. And now it has gotten legs and we have to respect that there are brewers out there that are going to do a good job with it or, or, and hear me out, there are brewers are going to get lucky as fuck and they're going yeah. to make a good beer. I think these guys know what they're doing. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to throw that out there. Fair enough. All I right. think, I think that's a good one. So what's the next one up? So the next one up is uh, from the same brewery. This is, again, this is Southern Grist. Uh, This is less the terpenes. Um, This is called Process Control, which, I mean, for all I know, is a shot at all the people who say you can't make the same beer twice. Uh, But this is a double IPA with Galaxy and Matuka?
2: Matoyaka. Everybody's got their own little way of pronouncing that one, it seems.
1: I mean if I call the Disney cartoon Mona, I'm gonna call this Matuka. Go for it. But again, I mean, this is not bad. I would I mean I would not turn away a pint of this. Um This doesn't sit as heavy as some of the others. I mean it is hazy, but I think it's I think maybe it's coming from the right place. And maybe that's like I wish I knew enough about the style to understand the ones that I don't like versus the ones I do like, the ones that make me feel like I want to puke versus the ones that I don't. And this one, it doesn't. Like, I, I, I could drink this. So I'm going to buy. Wells?
2: I mean, my breath was kind of taken away by the contact hive. So <laughs> to, to come back down to had Earth. Had I
1: known, had I known, you know, I would just staging them by ABV.
2: Having come back down to Earth. Um, and, and definitely having had this a second Why are you time. are scratching so much? I just am. I <laughs> um, this gives me a lot of like mandarin orange flavor that I I kind of associate with the uh, Great Lakes um, Lake Erie Monster. Microplastics?
1: The, sorry. the Lake
2: Erie Monster. This, this beer reminds me a lot of it except in hazy form. So
0: yeah.
2: um, <laughs> It's tripping that trigger for me and I love that beer. So I'm going to buy it. Josh.
0: Again, another good example of this style and it's blowing my mind. Whatever. I'm going to buy it. Next beer, <laughs> you see so enthused. he's like,
1: he's so pissed. Um, about it. Hey, I'm gonna friggin' buy another New England IPA. Damn it, Bobby. I'll tell you what, I tell you what,
2: is it? So, is this hazy?
1: Uh, no, sir. Uh, this is another southern grist beer. Uh, again, thanks, man side, for sending these down. Um, <laughs> I love the label on this one, so y- you'll see the picture. Uh, On the post on craftbeercast.com. Or if you're one of our supporters on Patreon, you might be going to patreon.com slash craftbeercast to support us there, and you'll find the same links. But um, this one's called Copra Kai, and it's kind of got that black and yellow, like, ah, karate kid, I see what's going on here. But it's uh, on the the side, it says, uh, drink fresh, drink hard, show no mercy. (laughs) Like, yes, sensei. Yes, sensei. Um, this is a milk stout brewed with lactose and a massive amount of toasted coconut that will do an onslaught of karate-like moves to your taste buds. Um, me liking this one a lot. Um, the coconut is super nice in this. And it's a milk stout. And it's a milk stout, which blows my freaking mind. Like I, you know, I'm expanding just like Josh. I'm I'm starting to like other things and (sighs) freaking milk stouts. But, um, Man, this one's really good. So thanks, Manside. Three, the, you're like you're showing Chuck up. He's like basically three for three right now. Wait, I don't think we've ever had any Manside beers on the show.
0: Not that I know of. Because he's I've out never of he's the names. So.
1: He's out of the middle of nowhere, Kentucky. All right. And uh, apparently, middle of nowhere, Kentucky gets some decent distribution. Well, I mean, uh, he had to go to Tennessee for these, but still, I mean, like he he does he deals in good beer and uh, he's doing good. Three for three for me, anyway. Wells.
2: Yeah, same. Three for three on this. This was. It's not blowing my mind. There's something like a like an off putting roastiness to it, but I mean, albeit very small trace. I'm picking up a trace of it, but other than that, this beer is a winner. This is nice,
0: Josh. I normally cannot stand milk soups. There, there's something about the sweetness. I don't. Just, I don't care for the lactose typically. Yeah, I don't either. And maybe it's just. Stockholm syndrome for the New England thing that's got me into lactose now. I don't know. Maybe it's the coconut that works in this that overpowers that general sweetness that's there. This is damn good.
1: I would love this with a big slice of German chocolate cake. You guys okay. like German chocolate cake? Yes, no?
0: Chocolate, remember? Screw you. Yeah.
1: Mm. Sure. Oh, I hate you all. all I mean,
2: right. I'd rather have some of that bad Baptist reserve,
0: but you know. Okay, fine. Final beer. I'm
1: just saying, if I'm having this beer, this one I'm going to have it with. Final beer up. So, um, last one from Manside. Side. Uh, so, this is from a company called Bearded Iris, uh, which is out of also out of Nashville, Tennessee. I've heard a lot of really great things about the Bearded Iris. And um, this is one they've got called Fresh Baked, which is an Imperial Oatmeal Stout. And... Um, Da, 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 da. They don't really say, but it, it's, um, it, it's got the branding of this cookie company called the Christy Cookie Company. And I don't know how big Christy Cookie is outside of kind of like the Nashville, Indiana, Kentucky, Illinois, tri state area. I never heard of it. Christy Cookie is one of these places that you could go and get um, like really decadent cookies. Um, they shipped really well and they held up really well. And uh, they're just really excellent. Um, my, I used to, get the, used to get a box of Christie cookies from my parents every once in a while when I was in college. And uh, I really enjoyed it. So it's like a chain cookie store type of a deal? Kind of, but it's okay. like, a, like a really small, like imagine the pizza peel, but cookies. Okay. All right. Um, that being said, um, this is really good. Uh, I would definitely buy one of these. I don't know that I want a ton of them. I think I'm kind of like at overload right now from all the stuff we've had tonight. Okay. Um, but I'm still going to buy this. I, I, I mean, you could do worse than an Imperial oatmeal stop, which isn't a terribly ringing endorsement. But I, but I, do, I, I did like it. So I'm going to buy it. Wells?
2: I can't believe I'm going to say this. It's a little too hot for me, even at 9.4% something about it just comes off as
1: I forgot that it was 9.4%. Oh,
2: I'm, I'm, it it tastes higher to me. Really? Um, that's kind of surprising. Maybe I'm just coming off poorly from the Cobra Kai. but I mean, this one stood out almost unpleasantly. Um, I'm a no buy.
1: Okay. I'm getting it now. It's, it's, I mean, there's a little there, but it's not going to, it's not going to assuage me.
0: Mr. Josh. So I just finished the milk stout and live sampling this. Oh, man. This is so good because it kills that sweetness. Even though that milk stout is not overly sweet by any stretch of the imagination.
1: But but the coconut is sweet. I mean, you cannot deny that coconut.
0: No, you cannot. And I love a good oatmeal stout. Like, I'm a sucker for them. And man, this is delicious. (laughs) This is fantastic. And Wells is not wrong. It is a little hot. At 9.4% seems wrong. I know. And... It seems like it's higher than that. It's just a, a gut reaction. No, to- you're right. Like, on the back of my palate, I get a little bit of a burn. And I don't know how. Like, I would assume this isn't saying it's barrel-age or anything, right? No. Nope. Huh. Interesting.
1: But not that, not, At least not that it says on the label. Now, I mean, you know, no. I, I was told that it needs to be at, like, room temp. Uh, oh, God. Which is pretty much what it's at. Yeah. You know, at this point, like, I've had it... Like I, about 10 minutes into my drive here, I took it out of the cooler and put it in my cup holder and I've given it time to warm up plus, you know, and
0: maybe that's what we're tasting is just the fact that it's kind of opened up a little bit, but I still like it. All right. Well, it's time for, I tap that. How does that work?
2: Of all the beers that we are choosing to put on or that we're choosing to buy, what's the one that we want to tap our our home kegerator? Yeah, man. This is my tongue. Even words are hard. No choke. What's the one that we want? Jeff, thoughts? Man, i tell you what. Field. I mean,
1: like, <clears throat> it's been a hot minute, I think, since I have bought everything on the show. Uh, especially, like, with the exception of the first beer that we brought in, it's it's all... It's, again, thanks, Bandside, for sending all that in. That's all uh, All winners. Chuck, you, you're on notice. Chuck doesn't care. He doesn't care. Uh, he's he's going to walk away going, hey, they still talked about me. <laughs> still. Exactly still um, man that Cobra Kai was fantastic with the coconut um, I like it more than the fresh baked the New England IPAs I don't think I could get through a whole keg of the Zest Intentions man I really like that <sighs> Zest Intentions I, uh, I will I will. I would gladly love and enjoy and Make sweet sweet love to a keg of that. Um, that is my jam. Well,
2: I think I would absolutely be embarrassed at how fast I could blow through a keg of that Zest and That thing has my number. Those pints, I, I, I think I can drink that faster than water. That's so damn good. So.
1: And you're sitting inside. It's not even hot out. Not
2: yet. So imagine when it's like truly like. Oh summertime southern summertime hot muggy swamp ass everything (laughs) and then you have this bright beautiful little you know sour wit with all this citrus flavor going on no shit so good i'm gonna have a hard time standing up after this josh hmm this is tough
0: this is
1: tough josh bought everything on the show
0: i know that's nuts compared to last show where i bought one beer (laughs) (laughs) yeah But how many of these were New that whole oh, last? You currently oh, oh. are the
1: biggest curmudgeon of the crew. Yeah, I know. I was
0: going to actually mention that. Of the currently
1: active crew with fifty-seven point mm-hmm. seven percent buy rating. Yeah, which is probably markedly higher now after this show. Yeah, not markedly, but
0: look at me with. Yeah. Wells, you love I love everything. people. Yeah, Wells is at 65%. So we have a spreadsheet, of course, and I think it's a public spreadsheet, too. It, isn't there's
1: it? a, it's a public spreadsheet. It doesn't get updated as much as our normal tasting spreadsheet, but if you go to craftbearcast.com, there is a link somewhere in the top that has, it's called Our Tasting List, and you can see everything that we've had, everything we bought, no bought. Yeah, over the I five mean, years of the show. Honestly, it's, sometimes it's, it's a nice reference point for, like, if Untapped fails you, if you're like me and every now and then... You're at an event, and you've had too many, and you check something in, but you didn't put a rating, and you have no idea if it was good or not. Yeah. Like, this is another reference point. Yep. If you say to yourself, oh, I gravitate more towards what Josh says, I mean, go seek professional help first off. Eh.
0: Maybe eh. not. Maybe but, I have a fairly well-trained palate.
1: Or you're... Okay, we'll go with that. <clears throat> um. any rate, you can go, and you can... At well, that. cool. at,
0: at, at any rate, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but uh, Zest Intentions. <sighs> clean sweep. Clean, clean sweep. Sweep?
1: Oh, that's too that's too clean So right? how
0: quick could you get a trophy made? Could uh, we like, deliver I, I that got, Saturday?
1: Yeah, we, we, we can deal with that Saturday.
2: Congrats, Divine Barrel. Yeah. Congrats, Divine Barrel. Well, I mean, I'd say congrats to us because we live in a market where this is, for now at least, easily obtainable. Yeah. Yes.
1: Holy shit. <laughs> Until the word gets out. So let's make sure this show doesn't get posted for like another week and a half. Yeah, I think we're okay there.
0: Yes. Yes. All right. So Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at?
1: Uh, CraftBeerCast.com is where you can go to find our old episodes. You can listen to them on the website even. It's pretty cool. Um, but you probably already know that. You're probably already subscribed to our RSS feed. You may or may not, and I'm going to assume may not, Maybe you wanna support us. Uh, there are a couple folks and I'm talking to you, you know, Chuck and Manside and the Clueless Brewer. Thank you guys for sending us beer. Yes. I actually have a bunch of Clueless Brewers beer for the next show. I've been kinda of saving them for when Chris gets here because okay. you know he's a Florida guy and Clues right. is a Florida guy and like I wanna, you know, try to let them because like Florida some, man. Right, you know, Florida. But uh you know I mean thanks to those of you that are sending us beer I'm not discounting you know the Scots of the world down in South Carolina appreciate you and you know Kevin in, in New Jersey yeah, and Scott smoking I mean like look if if you are willing to send us beer we are willing to send beer back and we just love to have beer on the show. We do this out of our own kindness but uh, again crabbeercast.com is where you can go to find us. You can find us at CBcast on the Twitter's. I'm at Jeff Kessel Wells. Where can they find some of the wells?
2: You can find me at all the wells on the InstaTwits and occasionally, uh, assuming I am still not pissing my editor off, you can find me at Charlotte 5.
0: Music's over at CBC. Talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye.